Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, do you have a habit that you'd like to break or would you like to introduce a new habit? You might find that when you drive in the driveway after work, the mind says wine and snacks. Mine certainly does. You might find it hard at times to stop yelling at your children or not getting caught in the disapproval of how your partner eats. Or perhaps you've tried to start exercising and it lasts a couple of weeks and then you get too busy, you break the new habit and you're back to your default position. I have a sneaky bad habit that I'm going to share with Miss Charlotta Therap who's right here in front of me. Hey, Charlotta. Hi, darling. <laughs> Charlotta, returning guest, my mindfulness guru. So wise. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be in some way. You totally are. You're my go-to. I love it. <laughs> so I have a bad habit and it's something... Should I close my eyes? Is it that bad? <laughs> no, it's just a bit embarrassing because I know a lot of the vegans, vegetarians and health people are going to go, what the hell? They'll just have other bad habits. Don't worry about it. We all do, right? Yeah. I'm going to throw this mindfulness right. thing out, non-judging. Yes. <laughs> Whenever I am doing like a job, especially I used to do this around when I was doing photography work mm-hmm. or if I'm working hard at an event or I've been somewhere at an event, you know, working at an event or something mm-hmm. and I feel like I've worked really hard that day, I go and get myself a Big Mac on the way home. Oh, yeah. Okay. A Big Mac is my ultimate reward for hard work. And do you know when you first started? Do you, can you remember anything about when it first started? Just out of interest. <laughs> When I had a child, maybe. I don't know. And when you'd had a hard day with him? Or? Yeah. And I kind of have that voice in my head going, this Big Mac is not good for you. And I get the voices of all their healthy eaters going, mm. so full of sugar. And there's one been sitting in a fridge for 10 years. That's right. Changed not at all. <laughs> Changed not at all. But I have this thing in my head that mm. a Big Mac is a reward. And so that's my go-to habit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have to have chips and, and a Coke to go with that. Actually, right. do you know what? When I was a little kid... It was a treat. It was a treat. Yes, that's right. Yes. That's right. Because we replay all that stuff. Yeah. Right? And, you know, I wanted to share that very clever thing that I was trying to say in the right way. That's thing of, you know, that bad habits are easy to make and hard to break and good habits are hard to make and easy to break. Because I think the key thing, Freud talked about what we call simultaneous association which then neuroscience backs up and says, well, the neurons that fire together wire together. So we link various things together that may, from the outside, not have nothing in common. Yeah. But you've linked, and many, 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 many do, when we are celebrating something perhaps, when we've completed something or reward, then it's Coke and chips. And it could be anything. We have talked about it before, I think, that women are now have full equality when it comes to alcohol consumption. And part of that is those very, very long, tough days where we then feel either we need a reward at the end of it or we want kind of that sense of freedom. of abdicating all responsibility that alcohol can kind of give us. So it's the associations. And then once we have then gotten into a pattern like that, then it's linked to all different things. It could be, it's six o'clock, that means my first wine. You know, or on the way home, as you said in the intro, which that thing of there's the driveway, that means wine or biscuits, or it means tension if there's tension in the home because I'm now going to see my partner. 
Mm. right? All those associations are there. And so that means when we're looking at habits, we've got two things to work with. We've got the actual behavioral association, so we can change the behavior. So if it is about the driveway, we might go, well, I'm not going to go in the driveway. Yeah. Like one gorgeous woman who came on retreat, she was saying that, you know, she had felt so wonderful on this retreat. And she said, the calmest I've ever been. I just love it. (laughs) And she said, I'm so scared when I go home, I'll start being anxious again. And we talked about habits and we said, well, why don't you walk in your front door backwards? (laughs) (laughs) Right? And she did. She sent me an email afterwards. She said, I did. And I didn't trip over. Yeah. And it was interesting because the world felt different. Because you're then seeing a very different picture. And what we want to do is we want to undo some of those associations with anxiety and the front door and opening and walking in. And just going in backwards can do that. I mean, I'm simplifying things, but that's part of what we can do. I think anxiety, I'm guessing anxiety can be a habit. Yes, it's full of associations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Certain things will trigger me mm. and I'll get that hit of anxiety. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, wow, that happened. And then boom anxious yes so that could be a habit or it is a habit yeah i I suppose the thing is you know the brain is a predicting machine it's stored everything that has ever happened to us around avoid don't repeat and do repeat right and so sometimes the association we have with something is danger danger or do repeat and it may not be relevant right but you for instance had the one where you've the brick predicting machine (laughs) has stored something that goes when we've had let's say you know we want to celebrate that's associated then with reward and that's about getting the treat of coke and chips right sometimes i think are we just kind of a a bunch of associations because that's really the core of habits we've associated something with something we've associating perhaps feeling bad with chocolate or tv with chocolate or you know a hard day with reward and wine it's all these links that we have created in our minds you're right i craig and uh, my hubby and i have started a habit where we have a cup of tea and a square of chocolate at night Mm. and it's just a habit because there's no real reason for it we just do it it's nice it's like it's the end of the day and with the two of us we're actually sitting down hanging out we might be watching a show on netflix so it's a little bit cozy and Mm -hmm. you know so it's nice to have a cup of tea i associate a cup of tea with my gran and Mm -hmm. comfort and being with my sister when my sister and Rashi and I were at uni we did uni together we both did a business degree and we'd be studying together and we'd take turns making cups of tea and it was this little bonding thing Mm -hmm. and so now every night my hubby and I have a cup of tea and then we have a square of chocolate Mm -hmm. but it is it's that it's that habit and I'm like oh there's no we don't have it because we're hungry we do it because it's kind of like that nice little habit or ritual Yes, that's right. The ritual is a good word for it or yeah. a little symbol of the yeah. end of the day and you kind of sitting together now. We have a bit of quiet time, isn't it? Yeah. So there's some of the healthy habits in a way, I yes. mean, you know, unless you finish two packets of chocolate, <laughs> right? But, you know, one or two, there's nothing wrong with that. And you may even say, you know, your Big Macca thing, yeah. if it's not an everyday thing, but every now and then you might go, well, I really enjoy this. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it then. I've actually really started to get guilt around it. And I think it's right. because, you know, you, I hear all that negative stuff about McDonald's and stuff and I'm like, yeah, right. it really is my little treat. And if it's once a month, whoop do freaking do right? Yeah. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. So you know what habit I developed during the COVID, which I'm going to call it's probably a bad habit, was drinking wine out of boredom. When we were in the isolation, Mm -hmm. I literally would get to four o'clock. I remember sometimes I'd be like, what am I going to do now? Total boredom. I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll go Mm -hmm. have a wine. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And by the end of the isolation, I'd put on like four or five kilos because yes. I'd whack down a bottle of wine every day. I know, that's not great, but I did it. And then how did you stop? Well, or you haven't? <laughs> no, I, I, t- I totally have because I actually felt really yucky. I looked yucky. Mm-hmm. I put on weight. I felt mm-hmm. really sluggish. Mm-hmm. And when the isolation finished and I started going back to Got Your Back Sister again and started having activity in my life, Mm -hmm. I just felt like I would be sitting around during the isolation. I do a bit of work in the morning and then I kind of be sitting around going, was it wine time? Which I do believe from social media, I'm not the only one that was doing that. Absolutely not. Yeah. No. So I think, you know, with some habits, we can look at them as kind of coping strategies. Yeah. Right. As indicators that something isn't working for us. Yeah. And they may just be temporary. They're just situational around a month or a few days or whatever, in which case you go, you can just be kindly curious about it. You can go, oh, what's actually happening for me? (laughs) That's always, you know, when everyone comes to me and says, it's often around alcohol or eating, I want to make some changes. I always say to them, don't say, that's it it you know not gonna drink anymore or not gonna eat whatever anymore but we just kind of start to become aware of what's actually going on so where is the mind going when it wants to drink what happens just before how much do i actually drink how much do i actually eat how do i feel after i've eaten because a lot of it is that kind of immediate gratification that we haven't thought about how we actually feel afterwards while we're doing it right so we're trying to kind of just increase the overall awareness of where this habit sits in our lives is it soothing i mean you know in food in general is so much about soothing why is that why is it soothing well i think that is if you think about it the first way of soothing is being held and or having a breast or a bottle in our mouth. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's how we calm down. And I don't think it stops. Yeah. And also, there is some research that says we kind of don't feel anything while we're eating. So it's a way of zoning out. And that's another thing I think that is huge when it comes to both alcohol and eating and games and our phones, that it's a way of kind of, in a way, putting life on pause and just going, I'm not here, I'm out of this uh, and I'm somewhere else where, because Mm. I need a reprieve, I need a little pause. I noticed something in myself a couple of years ago, I went to Denmark and I just got into a little game on my phone, 2048 or something it's called. And I just wanted to play every freaking break. I just went... I just wanted to play this and I thought, that's interesting. Go ahead, girl, play all you like. I know it'll go to an end where it'll finish. I will not, you know, go to my grave playing this game, but that it was kind of, there was something going on. And I think, to be honest, I was close to burnout. I think I was really exhausted and also had some challenges in my relationship that I hadn't articulated. So the game was kind of a way to just have a bit of zone out time. Now, if it's like that, I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Right. But just be kind of curious and do the self-soothing going, dear little body, what's going on for us? Right. Treat it with kind curiosity. So what about creating new habits? Mm. I went to a conference in New York. I think it was about 2012, 2013. Okay. It was a conference called Don't Laugh, Rich, Happy and Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm laughing. And which part did you come from? <laughs> well, I was trying for all three. <laughs> so it was, there's a, a an American life coach, Marie Faleo. She has mm-hmm. B-School, actually all over the world now. Mm-hmm. And myself and my friend Denise Duffel-Thomas and Tammy Guest all went over mm-hmm. to go to her conference, Rich, Happy and Hot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like in the Donna Coran Centre in the West Village in right. New York. So it was so fabulous. Yes. <laughs> and I remember she was talking and she and Marie was talking about habits. She did a, a whole mm-hmm. segment on habits. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I, I feel as though we quite often hear that term, oh, that's a habit. And we associate it with being a bad habit. Mm. But she was saying, she made me look at it differently. She said, we should be creating as many habits as we can in our life so that we are essentially freeing our brain up. So, for example, get up every morning, do your meditation, have your cup of tea, do your journal, you know, all those things. She said, if you Mm -hmm. just create a habit out of that Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, kind of do it on just by rote. Mm. She said, it means it's one less thing to make decisions about. And I remember hearing that thinking, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's like, do you know what? I get out of bed at seven o'clock every day. I don't lie in bed thinking, am I going to get out of bed or not? I Mm -hmm. just get out of bed at Mm -hmm. seven o'clock every day. Mm -hmm. And then I go and I clean my teeth and I go and have a cup of tea and then I go and journal, whatever that is for you. And I remember thinking, yes, that's clever. And so she was like, try and create as many positive habits as you can so that it does free your mind up. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. In terms of establishing new habits and perhaps also dropping unhealthy ones, I think the key thing is we have to really want to. We can know everything about the reason why it's bad or the reason why it's good, but if you don't feel it (laughs) and we don't care, nothing will change, Yeah, right? So when we really want to change, we go, that's it, then it's quite easy actually, right? Then we just need to remind ourselves ongoing of that. The challenge is getting to that point where we really, really want to and it's kind of non-negotiable. I need to be better at that. I have a habit of being quite undisciplined around routine and habits. Yeah, and then it's about an ongoing journey of kind of adjusting it. Mm. Uh, I remember deciding on a flight home because my parents are both so very, very well in their 80s. I thought I'm going to start walking slash running every morning. That's it. I just knew that it was different to the other times when I decided because it was like, that's freaking it. That's yeah. it. And so I started pretty much straight away. And then, you know, I'd have, oh, I'm a bit tired today. So then I didn't. I went, okay, we have to outsmart that little voice that goes, I'm a bit tired today. It's a bit cold. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I totally need to outsmart that voice. Yes. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yes. So part of it is then going, okay, I'm going to put the clothes out the night before. We're also going to run through in the mind, okay, we get up at 6.30, whatever time, you choose. And I see myself brush my teeth, put my eye drops in, put the clothes on and out you get. I actually play it in the mind. And also when the challenge is perhaps going to bed early enough to do it, go back to that and go, okay, we also need little habits about that. Mm -hmm. We need to kind of go back to where's the source of the problem or challenge? Where does it start? Yes. Right. Same thing with if it's about drinking, you go, okay, well, are you actually working too hard, too long days that you need it so badly, that freedom? Mm-hmm. Is it too tight is your experience? How can we change your experience during the day? So the need is reduced. And then how do we change the associations at night? It's a very exciting thing to work with because we really get to know ourselves in an intimate way. If you yeah. Like. Mm. Now you wrote a really great article just recently about habits. Did I? About to how to create or break new habits. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Mm. The Mindfulness Clinic website. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would say if you're interested in creating or breaking a habit, mm-hmm. 
Jump over to Shalotta's website, the Mindfulness Clinic dot com yep to your blog section resources is mm. it and i also love to hear comments because yeah. i think it's really lovely when people engage with it because with habits also we need it's the ongoing process but it's also the support of others and going i've done that too you know because we easily feel like a failure don't we when we don't succeed if we say that's what i'm doing and then we don't freaking do it and we go oh, i'm hopeless it's not personal it is that that wiring in the brain around the the bad habit is so habitual because mm. the brain has to function around the habitual because it uses a lot less energy so to change takes energy and a lot of awareness and consciousness so it's an ongoing process where we start with just kind curiosity of what's actually going on well i'm going to commit to a new habit i have been trying to create a really great morning ritual Mm -hmm. morning habit since i went to that conference which was nearly (laughs) 10 years ago (laughs) yes and i'm slowly getting there slowly getting there because I'm by nature a creature who can be quite undisciplined. I fly by the seat of my pants mm-hmm. <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, if it feels good, do it. If it doesn't, don't. But I have at the beginning of this year, so yes, it's taken nine years to get there. I made a commitment to myself that I would get up every morning. I would go sit on our, on our top veranda mm-hmm. and I would have a cuppa. Mm-hmm. And so that I was up out of bed and mm-hmm. I was alert and awake mm-hmm. as a way to start the day. Yep. Yeah. And do you now look forward to sitting up? When you wake up, you go, oh, this is my time to go up there. I do. I really enjoy yeah, it. My right? puppies come and sit up with me. This morning, I did take my laptop up there. Mm-hmm. It was cool. And I sat in the in the sun on the veranda and had my cuppa. And I did do a little bit of emailing, but it felt nice. And, and, and it was, again, I was up out of bed at 6.30. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I kind of thought, oh, well, that's my habit still in progress mm. so can yeah, I, but I enjoy so before you because i wanted to go further with it but i think the thing is if we can link it to like you have something pleasant it makes it much easier yeah right so whether that is that oh, i love sitting there you, so you create a beautiful space yeah. you make your favorite tea or you know you light a candle whatever it is that kind of makes it pleasant because that has pull within us yeah Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Is there any habits that you would like to create, Miss Charlotta, in your life? Well, I've just been away on a little retreat where we did yoga in the morning and I thought, you know, I think we shared the five Tibetans. Yes. And I've forgotten they've fallen off again. They fell off for me too. I did them for a little bit and then I was like... And they're freaking amazing. Yeah. Really. So I'd like to come back to them at least twice a week at the end of my walk. So the five Tibetans, if you're listening, are five exercises. Yes, I think they're actually also called five uh, Tibetan rites, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just Google them because they're just five sequential exercises that have been been you know seen and experienced to really bring i suppose youth <laughs> yeah youthfulness to us and a, and a healthy and flexible body and get you getting your blood flowing at the yes. beginning of the day yes yeah yeah mm. so so i think for me if i'm going to do that well now i'm saying i will right <laughs> so it's going to be i've got to decide what days already so then for instance i would say okay it'll be tuesday and thursday because i want to preempt it the night before otherwise it won't happen yeah. So I'm going to go, okay, tomorrow, make sure you can walk the short walk then. I'm going to fit it into my brain in terms of uh, this is what we're doing, right? Short walk, because yeah. then you have another 10 minutes for that. Wednesday will be the longer walk and you won't do it. Thursday, you go back to that. And, hmm. and you have your mat there. You have everything you need there. Da, 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 right? So I think to think it through is really useful, but also have the why. 
as we said before. Yeah. You know, having a really strong motivation and going, why do I want to do this? Well, yeah. why would you want to do it? Because I know that when I was doing the five Tibetan rites or getting up in the morning, having a cuppa and then doing that, I actually had a bit of a spring in my step. Yes. I was like, I feel good. Yes. I feel good. Yeah. yeah. It energizes the body, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. As opposed to kind of just like rolling out of bed, rubbing my eyes and jumping straight in the shower. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a commitment to well-being and vitality, isn't it? Yeah. Well, thank you, my friend. I would say to any Soul Sisters, if you're listening, jump onto the Mindfulness Clinic website and track down Charlotte's article about how to break a bad habit or make a new habit. I was really grateful that you could come on and have a bit of a chat about that a conversation because we're always trying to find the best way to navigate this crazy journey as best we can and if we can do it with a little bit of soul and heart why not absolutely thank you can I just say one more thing and that is that you know if if somebody has a habit that they find very hard to break that's quite destructive I think it's really important to explore it in kindness around what's it what might it uncover yeah what's happening underneath that what is it a symptom of because it's not that we're flawed it is that a habit like that or a behavior like that is perhaps masking or a symbol for something that's going on within us that we're not aware of so it's that ongoing life journey and yeah. curiosity I was just thinking then when you were saying that thinking <laughs> of course reflecting back on myself and where I did that but we all do indeed thank you my lovely friend thank you so much thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon what would help you on your crazy life journey email melissa at thesistercode.com